Wait, what? Hi guys, and welcome back to Wait, What? Wait, what? Wait, what? Uh, episode number... Hmm. Is it six? I think it's six. It is six. Hells yeah. Alright, this one is going to be pretty juicy because I have decided to talk about all things good health. Um, gut health, yes. That fun little topic that a lot of people are aware of and others maybe not so much. But I thought, considering I have been on and still am on the, what feels like, never-ending journey of healing my gut, I thought I would share um, in the hope that there may be others out there that are feeling similar and have been on similar journeys um, and yeah might just help to make someone else feel less alone because I know how detrimental it can be I know how isolating it can be I know how difficult how frustrating um, and how hopeless it can feel because I have definitely felt all of those things and much, much more. So yeah, I thought, you know what, why not share all about my gut journey and hope that it touches somebody else out there with a funny little tummy. <laughs> Maybe us funny little tummy people can unite and get better tummies and feel really good and not be hot girls with tummy issues. <laughs> not saying that that's me but just saying that that is a you know one of those things hot girls have tummy issues and hot girls are gonna fix those goddamn tummy issues all right peeps we are here for it I am here for it so let's go now before I dive into any of this I just want to make it crystal clear that I am in no way shape or form anything close to a medical professional a health professional a naturopath like nothing along those lines I am simply just sharing my own personal experience and the insights and the the information and the education that I have learnt and picked up along the way because it has been a time and by time I mean it's been like 10 plus years of going through all of this so I have been over the last few days I've been tracking back jumping into my laptop and rummaging through all my folders because I do in fact have a folder for nearly every different naturopath doctor test diet um, all of those things I've got it all organized on my laptop which comes in handy when you're trying to backtrack through your timeline of this stuff so that's what I've been doing and if I'm going way 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 back if this gives people more of a context, I was a kid that had allergies and eczema and I remember the first touch of anything sort of health and vitamin related was <laughs> these tonics that my mum and dad got made up um, for me to drink to help with the eczema and the allergies and maybe some other stuff. I'm not too sure exactly, but I remember mum would give me this foul brown colored tonic in a little pop top bottle to make it a bit fun and easy um and I'd get it in the morning with breakfast and I'd be like I'm just gonna go out and pat Edgar like our dog at the time I was probably like I don't know I'm talking young like maybe six seven eight I don't know 
And I'd go outside, pretend to drink the tonic and throw it straight on mum's lavender garden. And <laughs> I remember mum saying like, when I was old, she's like, oh my God, is that why my lavender died? Like, thank you. And there were also vitamins that she would give to my brother and I and again, didn't want a bar of it. So I would throw the vitamins under my bed or behind the china cabinet. <laughs> and my bed at the time was on floorboards. So I remember when we moved, you know, however many years later, that when we moved my bed out of the room, they had basically like melted into the floorboards <laughs> and behind the china cabinet. <laughs> Sorry, mum and dad. Um, so anyways, that was, I remember, yeah, having eczema as a kid, which is obviously gut related for anyone that doesn't know, skin is very much related directly to the gut. Um, through high school, I don't really remember like many issues. I just remember that I'd sometimes get a bloated belly and show it off and pretend that I was pregnant and thought that it was heaps funny. So <laughs> maybe my bloating began through high school, but I don't know if I just ate too much for my little body and I just bloated naturally and I remember getting like acne here and there but again I feel like it was just the usual teenage sort of pimple here and there and eczema would come and go so oh I also remember getting psoriasis on my scalp when I was probably later high like senior high school because I remember being at the hairdresser and I was like my head's itchy what's going on and she was like mm, it's probably psoriasis so I remember going to the doctor um, and they dosed me up with some metho smelling solution that I would dab on my head and it would sting. And I don't really know how much it helped. I can't really remember. I just remember the smell of it and the sting of it. So I don't know. But again, psoriasis, skin related to the gut. Oh, and every time I had eczema, it was always just a topical, you know, steroid cream or something very, very strong um, to rub in and get rid of that shit. But Obviously, when you're going through your normal, typical medical route of the GP, it's very well Band-Aid, topical, let's cover it up, which I learnt later. Like, this is something that everybody learns in their own time, I feel, but I know that now. Um, so, late high school, I do remember my mum taking me to our little family naturopath that she'd taken me to, taken me to when I was younger. Um, so we went back to him and I remember him just talking about drinking soy milk and having rice porridge and I, I'm pretty sure I walked out of there with a list of foods to exclude. And when you're 17 years old and in your second last year of high school, do you think that rice porridge and soy milk is pretty sustainable? Mm, no. I want a goddamn potato pie and chalky milk every day. Thank you. So that only lasted as long as a 17-year-old can stay away from the school canteen. And then left high school. So a couple of years after high school, I went on a big Europe trip with my girlfriends. And I remember when I got home from that, um, I remember when we were on that trip, like one of my friends, Nina, she was on my last pod. If you listened to that last episode, shout out to Nins. Um, I remember her discussing wanting to go vegan after our trip because we were just eating all the things like we were eating kebabs for breakfast. We'd get KFC, we'd get all the, like you're in Europe, you're eating all the things. And it sort of like floated around like going vego, vegan. And when I was super jet lagged one night when I got home, it was like 3 a.m. I was buzzing wide awake and I decided to watch What the Health documentary on Netflix. And as soon as I watched that, I was like, oh my God, can never eat meat again. What the fuck? No, no, no. We are not designed to eat meat. That is just, no. Okay, cutting it out. So 
then I jumped into vegetarianism um, and I remember like when I started that, I'd be like, I'm hungry, but I don't really have much to eat. So I just whip up like mashed potato, like bulk mashed potato because <laughs> I didn't know, like I literally went from eating all the meats every meal of every day, like just coming off a Europe trip, probably body's already probably heavily deprived of vital nutrients. Liver is not okay. And I was like, no, I'm going to throw away the meat. So I just started not eating meat, eating potatoes, eating chips, like packet and fried. And I do remember just being so exhausted, like extremely exhausted. And then I think I maybe read about B12. So I might have supplemented with that. And I don't know. I just, yeah, started doing the veggie thing. And yeah, that was the start of that. Then I think it was around like 2019. So this is like a couple of years later. Um, I must have started just reading up about health because I'd started the veggie thing. I think I started just like kind of delving into it a little bit more, maybe listening to some podcasts, maybe reading up about it. I don't really know for sure, but I realized how bloated I was and how temperamental my skin was as well. Like my eczema and acne that just wouldn't clear or it would and then it would come back and I'd be like why what is causing this like oh my god so I decided to search my own little naturopath and start the own independent journey so I found a naturopath um I went to her and by the time I got there I yeah I was pretty inflamed like acne bloating allergies gas diarrhea the lot and she recommended a hair test which tests for whole foods and products that you are allergic to and not what you're intolerant to. And the whole idea is to try and remove these things to relieve symptoms, which I didn't really, I was like, how can a test do that? Like, don't really understand that concept, but I was like, okay, she's saying to do it. She's seen results. Let's do it. So you literally like send off a piece of your hair and it comes back. It's called the hair 500 test because I think it tests up to 500 items. And it came back with, I got this like three or four page list of everything from every vegetable, every fruit, all the way to products like toothpaste, detergents, all these, all these other things. And mine came up with the weirdest things to avoid. It was like snow peas, calamari, pineapple, maple syrup, basil, cornflakes, Colgate toothpaste specifically, and cigarette smoke. <laughs> so... So then I remember I'd still be going out with my friends and someone would have a ciggy be like, oh my God, get like karate hands right right now. Like <laughs> get your smoke away from me. I'm allergic. It's fucking bizarre. Anyway, so I tried doing that and I remember I had to track every symptom from like 0% to 100% of how they were feeling. And I remember I'd be there circling like bloating. Yep. 80%. Acne. Yep. 70%. This and that. I'd be listing the foods that I was eating and trying to track it really hard. And it was just like... This is, I'm early 20s, like fresh out, doing my own thing in the world and I'm trying to do this and yet still going out on the weekend with my best mates. Like, yeah, it's, it was hard. And it obviously, I probably wasn't giving it the right attention because I'm still going out and getting pissed. So, you know, anyway, this is what you learn along the way. But I did that and then we probably got a couple of months into that and she was like, okay, look, maybe we need to go a bit further. Maybe we do a stool test. And so the stool test, the delicious, fun stool test. (laughs) So for anybody that hasn't done a stool test, you get delivered this lovely little kit in the mail 
and it comes with basically like a little Chinese container or like one of those little I don't know if it's made out of bamboo like one of those little boats that sometimes you get like a like a taco in one of those that's your collection container and you get a few different little vials some with liquid in them and some without and you get a little scoopy thing on the end of each vial so of course you do your business you collect it in your little container then you scoop out different parts of your stool it it specifies you have to get you have to collect different textures different colors (laughs) different formations you get to know yourself really intimately um so I did that sent that away I thought yes come on this will give me some answers like surely and I remember it came back and it showed a lot of low good bacteria but a lot of high bad bacteria and I remember there was this one guy called Klebsiella that was just like taking over and I remember the naturopath being like okay Klebsiella like cool we'll just rid that and you should be sweet and I was like great okay this is my answer like oh my god and I remember just getting put on like this hectic green disgusting powder that I'd have to hold my nose and knock back every morning and along with other supplements and I was probably still doing a restrictive diet at the time I can't remember exactly um but it just I, I did that and again oh and I remember buying this specific tea of her which I still buy and love yummy tummy tea it is delicious but yeah just doing all the little things that I could and again didn't seem to improve things that well so then she was like hmm okay SIBO which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth sound like you're ticking all the boxes for it because the main symptoms with SIBO is bloating it can be skin related it can be other digestive symptoms like um constipation diarrhea all those sorts of things and bloating straight after meals is a big thing because the SIBO the bacteria in your small intestine where it's not meant to be can feed on things that they love like sugars carbs all sorts of other foods then they leave their beautiful gases inside you and that causes the bloating so thank you bacteria farts that's pretty well what's going on so the way that she I remember the the way that she tested for my SIBO well she first I did an online survey which had like 20 20 odd questions to see whether I ticked the box and she was like okay yeah you're sort of leaning that way so then she organized for a SIBO breath test so to test SIBO you can only do it through a breath test because it's in your small intestine which is higher than your large intestine where your stool I think it can't show in your stool um, and because of the gases that the bacteria produce it can be either methane gases or hydrogen gases and also if I'm butchering this if anybody out there is an actual like health professional <laughs> apologies if I'm butchering this but this is pretty well what I'm aware of it being um, so you have to do a breath test and it's a very structured specific breath test you I'm pretty sure you drink a solution. It's like a sugary solution or lactulose or something like that. Um, And then you test your breath every 20 minutes or so. But you also have to eat a specific way prior to the test. I think you're eating like nothing but pretty well carbs and white rice, white bread, that sort of stuff. I I think from memory. But from memory, when I did this, I don't think I did all those things right. And I didn't realize this until like years down the track. So I think I just went straight into the test. I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going to do it now. And I'll just, whatever I've eaten, I'm just going to test. And 
I tested and it came back that I did not have SIBO. So my naturopath was like, okay, all right, no SIBO. Um, we've tried the hair thing. Um, we've tried the Klebsiella thing. I don't really know which way we can go. She started talking about all this other wacky stuff. I couldn't even tell you now what it was, but it was getting to real nitty gritty random little things. And I felt defeated and she obviously felt frustrated. And so I remember like my last appointment with her, she was like, look, we can go this way and start diving into all of this or I could refer you to someone else. And hearing that, I was like, wow, okay. So I'm in the too hard basket and she's got nothing left for me. So I was like, cool. Thank you for your time. Thanks for everything. I guess I'll go to whoever you refer. And so off I went to another naturopath. Um, and this time she did things sort of a little differently. Like I remember her doing a bit of iridology, which is looking into my eyes. And I remember her talking about fight or flight. And I was like, fight or flight, what do you mean? And she's like, well, stress levels. Has anyone ever told you that you know, you have signs of fight or flight in your eyes. Stress leads to this. I mean, stress is like the number one killer when it comes to gut because when you're stressed and you're heightened and you are in a fight or flight response or state, your body is in the opposite of what it needs to be to digest, which is literally the rest and digest state. So when you're calm and everything, your body is functioning as it should and your heartbeat is beating at a nice little rate and your breathing is nice and slow, that is your optimal state to eat and digest and rest. But when we're highly strung, we're stressed out, we're working like a dog, we're doing a million things all at once and we are in that fight or flight response, the body is not going to digest how it should. So then in effect, your symptoms ramp up, your digestion goes whack and inflammation begins which is all of these things so I remember her going into that and then I remember her talking about the low FODMAP diet and explaining FODMAPs which I can't list what that acronym stands for it's fructose oleose fungus chungus something Um, but it's foods that again can cause a lot of gas or a lot of liquid I believe in the belly Um, so removing these foods that are higher in FODMAPs can help ease symptoms but it's not really a long-term diet it's more it's a restrictive diet you're only meant to be on it for so many weeks and then you start to reintroduce and you go on from there so I remember she was like okay try the FODMAP diet get this app there's a Monash University app because that's where the diet was created which is within Australia Um, like I remember paying money for the app and I remember I jumped in my car that afternoon and I literally looked at the recipes and I was like okay here off to Woolies I go let's do the low FODMAP thing so that was cutting out all sorts of things like onion garlic um, certain vegetables a lot of fruits because a lot of fruits contain their sugars and contains fructose or fructans whatever the it's part of the acronym I can't tell you which one but they have something that can set things off so um, it was excluding a lot and you know, you go through this journey thinking fruit is great. Fruit is full of nutrition and minerals and vitamins and I need fruit. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, fruit can be causing that. And I was like, what? So my head, it's just, as much as this has been a physical, physical game, it has been just as much, if not more of a mental game. And I'm doing this all on my own here. Like this was 2019. I was 
how old was I? 23, maybe. And not to mention, not to mention the money piece, but I'm not going to go into that yet because this is only half of the journey, but it's not cheap. So yeah, it was, I, I remember I would leave these appointments and like, I'd message my friends and I'd be like, Oh, I'm on this diet now. Like it was like every new week I'm on something new or I'm taking something new. Like my friends couldn't keep up with what I'm doing, let alone me. So Anyway, we're at the low FODMAP diet. So I I did that and I would eat the food and I remember taking supplements as well. And I remember just feeling not much of a difference once again. Like it just, my bloating all the time would just be so intense. And I think too, I was still maybe, I was probably in and out of vego by this point. Um, And I think, I think I remember this naturopath actually recommending to go down the meat path um because I'm pretty sure yes because on the low FODMAP diet things like beans and pulses and tofu are not friendly so the things that I were eating that I was eating a lot of I then had to cut out again but I mean beans like my god do they make me bloat (laughs) for anyone with a compromised gut probably experienced the same thing so yeah, I'm going in and out of food again. I'm trying the low FODMAP diet. I'm trying the supplements. Um, I remember at the same time of this, like stumbling across, because I would just do my own research as well. I'd literally go home, research whatever it was I was told, compare it to other diets, research about people succeeding or not succeeding. And I would literally be emailing my naturopaths in between visits because I'd just be like, oh my God, is this working or this happened? And I want to know if this is okay. And I remember asking this one naturopath, like, you know, is the raw vegan diet actually the way to go? Because I remember stumbling across someone on Instagram who had successfully cured an autoimmune disease all through raw veganism. And I thought, well, if she can cure an autoimmune disease, surely I can cure my bloating and skin. And she was, my naturopath was just like, no, like when your gut is already compromised and you have digestive issues you need warm easy foods for your belly to digest for your gut to digest like when you're throwing in raw foods that are uncooked they're cold they're raw it's a lot harder for a gut that is not the way it should be to digest Um, because it all comes down to the stomach acid like a lot of times if you have a bad gut you may have low stomach acid you need that acid to break foods down and because I had been going in and out of vego, like, I th- I'm, I don't know if, don't quote me on this, but I think when you are eating meats, like your body is producing the acid it needs to break that down. But when you're not, you no longer produce it. So that's why when people go from, say, a vego diet to meat, it's recommended to really ease in because it can be quite a lot. So anyways, I'm like emailing her back and forth and she's like, no, 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 don't do that. And so I continue to see her, but this was literally like in the months leading up to me actually moving abroad to go live in London for two years. So I'm there like, oh my God, what am I going to do when I go over there? And she, I remember her saying like, you know, if you travel in Europe and you go to say Italy, you'll often find that the pasta there, because it is so authentically made and produced and like straight from the crop, a lot of digestive systems can handle it far better than what we have over here because everything is mass produced everything is packaged everything is full of preservatives so I do remember her saying that um which I was like cool great I can maybe have a bowl of pasta 
But anyway, I remember doing all the things with her until I literally moved overseas. Oh, I also remember seeing a nutritionist somewhere along the way. This could have been prior to that because I thought, oh, I've seen naturopaths, but what about if I see a nutritionist and dietitian and we can just focus solely on the food? And I remember because I was not eating much meat at the time, she was like, you really need protein. So she was like, you know, have avo and like ricotta or like have some salmon, make some salmon patties. And so I remember increasing like dairy and stuff, but then dairy seems to like trigger my acne and my skin. So it's just like, oh my God, how do, what do I do? Like, what is good for me? So then I moved to London, (laughs) got a two-year working visa, moving into a house, a share house full of 10 Aussies and Kiwis and literally about to go live my best life abroad. So I moved over there and I like obviously left all my supplements, left all my diet stuff and I just started eating and drinking and partying as much as I wanted. But knowing that I was going there as well, I think I'd done a little bit of prior research in true Kelsey tradition on gut doctors that are over there and like practices that are over there because I thought, oh my God, I'm going to London. Like it's one of the biggest cities in the world and I could have my chance at going to see the best professionals like in the world. And also just before moving abroad, I forgot to mention, I discovered Ayurveda. I think this was through a new podcast that I'd started listening to. And I was like, oh, Ayurveda. Oh, my God. Okay. You know, maybe I've, I've tried to trust the medical system. I've, I've seen GPs. Oh, another thing. Jesus Christ. I'm just Things are just popping up right now as I'm recounting on all of this. I had been to the doctor. I had definitely been to the GP amongst all of this. Like, I know that people out there are like, oh, alternative medicine and natu- natural medicine and blah, blah, blah. It's a bit woo-woo. But I had also gone down the standard medical route seen my GP I remember getting an abdominal x-ray I think um and I remember the GP being like yeah you've got some stool stuck up there and I was like what great like I've got old shit sitting in my like my GI tract or what am I I don't know in my stomach like what and I'm pretty sure he just put me on laxatives (laughs) that move 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 I think that's what it's called um and that was about it with the doctor I'm pretty sure so Ayurveda that's where I'm up to so yeah before I moved overseas I remember just like getting obsessed with Ayurveda for like a month (laughs) or two weeks I bought a book I bought I was listening to all the podcasts I was doing research I had a close friend that was doing like Ayurvedic like a certificate um so I spoke to her a bit about it and it's a very interesting concept it's like so for anyone that doesn't know, Ayurveda is like the sister science of yoga. It's a f- ancient, ancient Indian health system um, and concept. And it goes off your, so there's, I may butcher this once again, but Ayurveda goes off the three doshas, which are Vata, Pitta and Kapha. And Vata represents wind, Pitta represents fire and Kapha represents water. So generally speaking a person will have more of one thing than the others so for example like if you are more of a pitta body you're hotter your digestion is like quick you metabolize quick you're often a smaller figure you sweat more like it really goes off the actual element um kapha which is water i think 
you maybe I can't remember if it's Vata or Kapha might be like a bigger build you're like slower you're more tired it's more of an earthy well water is water so you might be like colder like feel colder um but look that google is there for you i don't want to butcher it anymore but it was very interesting to learn this new concept because i was like oh my god i am fucking pitta like i am hot as hell like oh my god i'm ticking all the boxes and i remember talking to my friend and like she'd recommended she she'd mentioned things that were so interesting like she was like do you eat popcorn and i was like hells yeah i eat fucking popcorn she was like okay that is like the corn is literally air popped it is literally air going into your belly creating wind that is causing the bloating and i was like what no like don't tell me i need to lay off popcorn <laughs> what so ayurveda was one thing that i also started getting into so when i by the time i moved over there i was like well there might be like a really cool ayurvedic practice over here like a good doctor or you know there might be someone and what do you know one google search and where i was living in hammersmith in west london there was a really well-known ayurvedic practitioner just down the road it was literally a five minute bus trip and I was like oh my god I have to go so I toddled along there one day and I remember the consultation and like the examination was very different to every other one with a naturopath or doctor like I remember he checked the coating on my tongue I remember he like felt my belly I remember him asking like my body temperature and rate of metabolism which probably is to do with the different the different doshas and he was like okay cool let's get you in for like a week extensive um, treatment, like a week long treatment that is going to involve full body oil massages, oil enemas, because they're very, they really function on oil and oil cleansing. And then also a new diet to follow. So I, I remember I, so I just, I'd literally, <laughs> my God, I'd literally been in London for probably, a month or two because I traveled for the first month or so before I like locked down and got a job and I remember it was like my first or second week in my brand new job and I was like um okay I need to like leave a little bit early to make this on time because it's like a two and a half hour ordeal every 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 second day and I need to get there I need to catch the bus and so anyway I would catch the bus I'd turn up the assistant to the practitioner what I can't remember exactly what her role was but she was basically the masseuse um, she got me into this room and she would cover, I'd be full naked. She would cover me head to toe in so much oil. Like I, I've never felt so much oil on my body before. I was dripping and she would give me this long full body massage. And then she would finish that with an oil enema. What's an oil enema? You may ask. Well, she'll heat up a nice little bottle of I don't know if it was like sesame oil or neem oil. I can't remember exactly. And she'd gently insert the little end of the enema into your asshole and let the oil drip away. And so I remember her saying like, you know, you want to try and keep that oil in as long as you can until you are absolutely desperate to go to the toilet, but really let it in because the oil is going to get into your colon, break down whatever is in there like smooth it all out and you'll just release it all so I was like okay so I would walk out of there like covered like I just had a full body oil massage so my hair's slicked back my makeup's all rubbed off I've got oil 
swimming in my colon and <laughs> I had to catch the bus back home. And I think I remember the first night of doing it, I, I walked down the street a little bit and grabbed like my can of lentil soup because all I could eat was like chopped apples, soup and some soaked almonds. <laughs> And I'm living in a house of 10 Aussies and Kiwis all living their fucking London life, all on the wines, doing what you'd normally do. And here I am walking through the door, slicked hair, oil swimming around in my ass. And <laughs> just like, hey, guys, I'm just going to heat up my soup. And like I'd sit on a seat and then there'd be an oil patch on every seat that I sat on. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. So anyway... I did that for a week and I remember like towards the end of the week I had my skin rashes just break out again like my eczema was so bad it was I didn't really have the eczema when I moved over there and then I started doing this treatment and I would be scratching my arms till they were red raw and bleeding like bleeding onto the sheets and I was like this is not it like what is going on but I don't know if that was a part of die-off like I wasn't really aware of die off being a thing where symptoms can get worse before they get better um and anyway I was like fuck me fuck this fuck that fuck him fuck Ayurveda I'm not doing that I'm just gonna live my London life as I should be so I then go back into the typical Aussie living in London diet and party lifestyle (laughs) like as I should be as I should have been so I, I gave up on the on the Ayurveda So I lived the next, you know, whatever, six or so months just doing my thing. And I remember I would like, and doing my thing, like I've always eaten pretty well. Like I I know what is not good for a bad gut. Like I would stay away or I'd try and stay away from a whole heap of dairy, a whole heap of gluten, like onion, garlic. I still wasn't really having a lot of beans. I wasn't really having a lot of. Um, but I remember I still was trying to do the veggie thing and then I would get super pissed on the weekend and order Maccas at 1am and then I'd have another burger the next day because I was so hungover and I'd be spewing my guts up. So, you know, still doing all the bad things that I shouldn't have been, but trying to heal my gut at the same time because I'm equally as much about the wellness as I am about the fun. (laughs) I'm sure that all the housemates that I was living with in that time probably thought I was an absolute nutcase, but Anyways, here I am telling the story. So we can have a bit of a laugh about it now. So I remember then somewhere along the way during the London journey, I stumbled across um, a gut doctor who she's literally called the gut doctor. She stems from Australia, but she has been like a leading researcher at King's College in London. It'd been like for the past four or five years or something. And I would look at her on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, man, she's talking science. She's talking facts. Like she deals with guts all the time. She'd share so much on there. She'd share data. She'd share like lab results. I was like, yes, she is the woman. And so I remember she put on a free talk in London. It was like literally a tube right across the city for a free gut chat. And I was like, um, hello, I am going to that. So went along there, sat down and listened to her speak. And it was all things gut. I remember her talking about kefir. I remember she put on like beautiful gut friendly foods. It was awesome. I was like, oh my God, I'm in love with her. She's going to help me. And so of course I booked an appointment with her. I spent that week's worth of rent on the appointment and I went and saw her. 
And I remember she mentioned this, the low FODMAP diet once again. And I was like, uh, okay, you know, maybe I should give it another go. And I remember her telling me to tweak a few things, just like increasing salmon for good fats and proteins and omegas and all that sort of stuff. And like switching my morning smoothie because I was having a morning smoothie full of like peanut butter and banana and cacao. And she was like, maybe make some oats that's a warm food that's easier to digest and a bit more of a superfood and put your toppings, like put your smoothie ingredients as toppings. So I remember doing all of that. And then, you know what? I don't know. I think I just gave up. I, I saw her once and I was like, well, I'm not going to pay that money again. I've taken away some tips from her. I'll just see how I go. Then COVID hit. <laughs> so it's like, oh, hang on a minute. A pandemic's happening right now. Maybe I'll just, I'll get back to my gut when this is all over. So that hit. I came home early, did the two-week hotel quarantine and then returned home. So of course, once I got home and I hadn't seen my friends for nine months, what else are you going to do but get on benders every weekend, catching up with them, telling stories, having fun, doing all the things. And also I was unemployed because I'd quit my job and I wasn't planning on coming back so soon. So unemployed, had nothing else to do, would catch up with friends, would party on the weekend, recover by Wednesday, meet up with someone again Thursday and continue on. And my symptoms were just, I was just all over the shop. I remember like my mood at this point was just so up and down, but there was probably many things to factor in. One, being home unannounced and unplanned. (laughs) Two, drinking heavily all the time. Three, sleep being off because of the heavy drinking. Four, eating whatever the fuck I wanted because I would be hungover a lot of the time. And so hangovers mean greasy food. And five, just not having a clue with what the hell I was doing with my life. So there's probably a lot of things to factor in. And all of each of those things obviously play a big role in the gut. So here I am just being a mad woman, like going out all the time and coming home and then being all moody and being like, what, is it? what do I do with my life? And my symptoms are everywhere and I've got acne and I've got bloating and I've got this and I've got that. And my psoriasis on my head. I remember the psoriasis on my scalp was just like next level. Like I would scratch that until it was red raw and bleeding and pussy. And it was just fucking gross. So then along the way there, I had heard this hormone expert on yet another podcast, a trusted podcast. I hear everything on trusted podcasts and I get very inspired. And I thought, oh, hormones, like, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe hormones have a thing to do with it. And I think, I don't know, if maybe I actually did decide to do this also amongst all of that chaos was to get off the pill. (laughs) I think I may have, I'm not sure, but I remember that I decided to get off the pill at one point because I was like, I don't want this anymore. Get it out of my body cut it cold turkey and what do you know acne breaks out everywhere on my chest on my face a little bit on my back my mood was crazy maybe that was why I was so moody as well anyway so then I went back on because I freaked out and I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god my body is having a conniption without this thing I need it back in my body so I did that and then when I started hearing this well I heard this one podcast episode on this hormone expert and I was blown away I for the first time ever, I had heard of the four phases that us women go through in a month. 
which is the follicular, the ovulation, the luteal, and the menstrual phase. For anyone out there that doesn't know, yeah, right? When did we get taught this? Anyway, she spoke of this cycle syncing method because her latest book had just come out. So I'm referring to Elisa Vitti, um, and she had just written her second book called In the Flow. And it's all about syncing your hormones up to each different phase within the month. So she talks about like the follicular and ovulation phase, you have more energy because your hormones are on the rise. They're on the rise to stimulate the follicle, which has the egg, to then let the egg drop eventually when you go into your ovulation phase. So in this phase, because your hormones are rising, you have more energy, you can burn more, you could be doing really intense, you could be doing like hit exercises, hot yoga, running, all this sort of stuff. And then as you're coming, as you've ovulated and you're coming into your luteal and menstrual phase, when your body's, when your hormones are decreasing because you have, your egg has dropped, it's not been fertilized. So your hormones are at a low, you're coming into your bleed. You're, I mean, I'm sure that most of us women have experienced PMS. You're feeling more moody. You're feeling less social. You're feeling like you want to just lay in bed and eat all the chocolate. That's when she talks about not doing the hip exercises and eating denser, heavier, more mineral rich foods like soups and stews and broths. And I was hearing all this for the first time and I was like, what? Like when? What? (laughs) Sorry, wait, what? And so I just, I, I bought her book instantly. I was like, okay, I need this book. Like she is talking some sense here. I need this book. Read the book. And I decided to also, she has a whole online platform. So I decided to jump on that online platform do one of her programs which goes in depth to our endocrine system and blood sugar level like she literally it's it's so sciencey but it's also enough wellnessy like she talks about putting heat packs like a like a hot water bottle against the back of you to calm your adrenals and taking teas and taking time out for self-care like there's all of that sort of stuff so I was learning this was like This was like my favorite subject to ever learn. Across anything I learned in school, anything I'd learned up until this point, I was just like, oh my God, I am obsessed with this. Why do we not know about hormones? Why do we not know about this stuff? So I delved right into that. And with that, I actually prepped my body to get off the pill properly because there's definitely things you can do to prep your body before instead of doing it cold turkey like I did and getting the implications that come with that. So... I did that and I felt like I was sort of getting my hormones in check. So then I was like, okay, well, hormones are sort of in check. And I remember meeting up with one of her practitioners as part of her course. She was in America. We did the Zoom call and I spoke to her about all my symptoms because I was still like, you know, I get bloating and I get there. And she was, she was like, look, you've, you know, your period's back and synced up, but it sounds like you have digestive stuff going on. And I was like, oh, fuck, here we are again. So then I decided okay, I'm back home. I'll find a new naturopath. I stumbled across one that specialized in hormones. So I thought, great. And I'd heard other people refer her. So I was like, okay, this is a good start. So I remember going to her. I remember she did some iridology as well. I remember that she, like, I pretty well, I rocked up there with my last five, six, seven years of paperwork and tests and results and diets and all the things. I was like, hi, I'm Kelsey. Here you go. Here's my life story. And she was like, wow, okay, like you've taken a lot. So 
she didn't jump straight. She was like, look, I'm pretty well, I'm very aware of how many tests you've done so far. I'm very aware of how many diets you've done. So I'm going to look at this and try and figure out what you haven't quite yet delved into. And histamines came up. So <laughs> histamines, something new. Again, I was like, okay. Um, she suspected histamines, which histamines if there's too much histamine in the body, which histamines can come from certain foods, once again, um, it can cause allergies and inflammatory responses. So she kind of explained like a histamine bucket. She was like, imagine you've got a bucket and like little things contribute to that over time and it can pretty well just overflow. And histamines, I mean, antihistamines obviously treat allergies. So when you have histamines, it's causing pretty well allergic reactions or inflammatory responses. So it can be from external factors. It can be from internal factors. So we how to play around with histamines. So I remember her giving me this low histamine diet. And again, I would track my symptoms. I would track it all down. And at the time, because I had so much spare time because I was still job hunting after moving back, I had full on food diaries every single day, how I would feel, my bowel movements, my, my symptoms, the rate of them, all the things, which I'm so grateful for now because I've even been looking back at them now, still trying to correlate things that are happening now. And yeah, anyway. Oh God, it's been a lot. <laughs> So we do the histamine thing. Again, didn't seem to work. She put me on pills. She put me on tonics. Yeah, sort of helped, sort of didn't. Tried an anti-inflammatory diet and more pills, digestive enzymes, prebiotics, all that sort of stuff. But again, the bloating was just so prominent and so intense. And I remember her showing me, I'm sorry, I remember showing her a photo of my bloating because I was like, look, I can sit here and tell you all about it, but I feel like sometimes people don't believe it until they see it. I feel like I feel like it's a very, very common thing. Like it's, it's very hard to talk to someone who just hasn't gone through this experience because it's not not always visual. Like everything going on in the gut, you can't see it. You can only talk about it. You can feel it. But from the outside in, people could look at you and think, you look so healthy. You eat so healthy. You're in such good shape, which is what I've copped all the time. Like, and I do eat well and I can look healthy. But to me, when I've got acne on my face and I'm bloating like a pregnant woman and I'm not feeling good inside, it's... I'm not well. So I remember sitting in one appointment with her and I was like, look, do you want to see some photos? Because I have a whole bloated album <laughs> that I keep on here. And I showed her one photo and she was like, oh, she's like, oh my God, I'm never going to unsee that. Like you actually look seven, eight months pregnant. And I was like, yep, <laughs> that's me. So anyways, with how my symptoms came up and bloating and how soon I would bloat, she was like, I really, it really points to SIBO. I was like, well, I did do a test, but it, I didn't show that I had it. And she was like, look, I know it's going to cost a bit more money, but would you be happy to do the test again just so we can look at that and rule it out if it's if it's not that? And I was like, all right, you know, I'm up for whatever at this point. So this time around, I remember getting the test and I remember properly reading through it and doing it step by step. And what do you know? Hello, hello, SIBO. Here it is. And it's both types, methane and hydrogen. People can have just methane type SIBO and people can have hydrogen type SIBO, but I had both. So then I was like, oh my God, finally, the answer is goddamn SIBO. Goddamn SIBO. So I remember carrying around telling everyone, guys, I've got SIBO. Oh my God, I've got SIBO. And she gave me the SIBO biphase diet, which is created by Norella Jacoby. She is the like SIBO, she's literally called the SIBO doctor based in Australia. And so 
my naturopath gave me her specific diet, which it's called the biphase diet. And you do things in phases. So like the first, I think four to six weeks is very restrictive. So once again, restrictive diet coming in. Um, it's like cutting out a lot of things because the bacteria likes to feed on a lot of different things. So it's like no dairy, um, certain meats, very specific vegetables and some veggies you can only have like one to two of. So for example, it's one spear of asparagus or like one wedge of pumpkin or like two stems of broccoli, like very specific. So I then had to adapt to that and I was like, okay, cool. Yep. I can do this. I can eat rocket. I can eat olives. I can eat sun-dried tomato. I can have some egg. Yep. Cool. I can do this. And I also got given antimicrobials to try and eradicate the bacteria. So started that and like, Within the first week, it all it always it was like clockwork. I'd have my breakfast, I'd have the antimicrobials with it, and then within the next hour, I'd be like on my way to work, and my stomach would just snap, and it would be the most intense stomach pain. I'd be like, I'd have to pull over on the side of the road, and I'd be like, Oh my god, am I going to spew? Am I going to pass out? What am I going to do? I'd be like, Oh my god, I can't go to work. Like I'm fucked. Like I can't go to work. I'm, I'm crying. I'm in pain. Like what what is going on? I'd open my door up. I'd be like keeled over. Like am I going to spew? I don't know. I'd ring my boss. I'd be like, I can't come here. My stomach's fucked. She'd be like, oh my God, like, it's okay. Like go home. And I'd be like, oh, so then I'd go home. Then I'd be a mess because I am a mess. And I'd be like, great. Now I can't go to work. Now I'm so stressed. My stomach's in pain. Like I never get stomach pain. And now I've got stomach pain. Like what is going on? And I remember going back to my naturopath and she gave me more supplements to try and tackle the pain from the other supplements. And it was just like, I just be like, oh my God okay and I remember like this was the time when I got with my current partner he'd be like this is a lot like this is a lot of stuff that you're taking and I'd be like no no it's all good like it's fine like it's what I need to do like when I got told to do something I would do it so then I don't know I think I stuck to that for like five good weeks and by the fifth week of eating the same food every day and feeling like it was getting nowhere feeling like my skin my skin I actually remember my skin was actually quite good for some time leading up to that and then I started doing this and then it was not okay <laughs> so I was like this is cooked I'm giving up and I am just gonna eat whatever the hell I want and so I was living in Newcastle at the time renting and I was like uber eats all the time burgers ice cream then I get brekkie I'd be like yes give me all the food like I've missed out on all of this and I'd just be eating all the things that I wouldn't ever eat. like I would never eat ice cream I'd be getting fucking cold rock like big tubs like oh my god I've missed out on this I've been doing all this like what's the point what's the point so then I think I did that for a little bit enjoyed myself and I was like well fuck I've still got SIBO maybe I'd go see a specific SIBO doctor (laughs) so here I am again searching for someone new so I researched like SIBO doctor SIBO clinic and the SIBO doctor Norella Jacoby that I just mentioned she actually stems from a practice in northern New South Wales I believe Um, So I found the clinic and I was like, well, you know, it makes sense. I've got SIBO. I'm going to go see someone who specializes in SIBO. So I saw this new practitioner and again, she spoke about the the diet, but she gave me an updated one that gave me more options, gave me recipes, put me on supplements and tonics again. There was a little bit of like Chinese herbs thrown in there. There was some like probiotics. There was a whole heap of things. And I just, I think I just got to the point again where I was like, this is just like, I literally don't have the patience for this anymore. I'm fucking done. I'm done. Why am I trying to cure? Why don't I just live with it? Why don't I just live 
with the bloating every day, with the skin, with the the digestive issues, with the moodiness, with, with all the stuff, the allergy. Why don't I just live with it? So I did my own thing from that point. I just stayed away from foods that I knew. I think I just took a, I just took vitamins that I felt I needed and I did my own thing. So it, it was quite a break between that and my next sort of jumping into anything with anyone. I remember I moved to where I am now and after that whole fiasco, I, I took a break and I spent time just researching, reading up on things, but not making any rash decisions to jump into anything else new. And I remember I came across this holistic gut coach that I found on Instagram. She was quite well known and she put up so much information on her Instagram. She would put up case studies of her students that did her program. She would share results. She would do thorough one hour um, like Facebook lives and share them and let you see what she did, how they delved into the, because she was all about the root cause. Like she's like, yes, you have bloating. Yes, you have diarrhea. Yes, you have SIBO. Where did this all come from? Where did this all stem from? What is the underlying root cause of these issues? And I was like, oh man, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't jump into another one. And I sat on her for like, I didn't sit on her. <laughs> I sat on her work for like nearly 12 months. And I would eye it off on Instagram and be like, oh, she looks like she does so much stuff. And she would talk about lifestyle just as much as the science and health side. And I was like, oh, she seems so good, but don't do it because you've seen so many people before and don't waste your money again and blah, blah, blah. And I waited and waited and I was like, you know what? She has shared so much that I feel confident and I'm going to do it. And so I, all my savings that I had, I spent on that because it was a, a program based in the States. So there was conversion, there was international fees because it affected Zoom calls and meeting up with practitioners and stuff over there. But I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And so, oh, I've just been sparked another memory because this, this program involved a stool test. Prior to that, when I was seeing the last naturopath here locally, um, we'd attempted to do a stool test three times. So she wanted to really see, again, she had the, she had all beautiful intentions of getting to the root cause as well. But I collected my stool, not once, not twice, but three times. And every time I would get a call about a week or two later saying, hi, Kelsey, this is the lab over in blah, blah, because it was getting shipped to like fucking Greece or something. And she'd be like, your parcel has taken too long to arrive and now your stool is deemed too old. And I'd be like, what the, are you, what do you mean? It's too fucking old. I've collected my shit three times now, three times now. Okay. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. And so that just broke me. I was like, okay, I'm not collecting my poo anymore times. Three is enough. So that's when I kind of gave up. And anyway, fast track to this new program. It involved doing another stool test. And I thought, oh my God, like this is, based even further away how am I going to get this hit but they cater to international students and they send it to a lab closer which hallelujah my poo made it my poo made it to Denmark and I was thrilled and with that we had a brand new stool test so it then showed so many underlying things there was like dysbiosis there was low stomach acid there was candida there was there was also the SIBO which we were aware of because I still have the symptoms there was a lot and so I felt like, oh my God, wow, I actually have, you know, some solid answers. And part of the program is 
It's a whole online thing. So there's 12 modules that you work through over three months. Um, each module contains downloadable PDFs. It contains videos. It contains suggested minerals and like mineral cocktails to start drinking and foods to start just restricting. But, but first and foremost, before any of that, I remember module one is your mind. It's all about mindset. And I remember she's linking like the head founder of this program. She links Joe Dispenza videos and TED Talks where it's all about how people have healed themselves with it, like literally healed themselves from immobility and like not being able to walk to walking and talking in front of a TED audience. And I was like, this is fucking great because, and I remember like you'd get coaching calls. So you'd meet up on Zoom with everybody else in the program and the head coach and she'd be like, okay, I want you to journal down everything you believe about your stomach, everything you believe about your health. What is stopping you? How you feel about this? But I was crying. I was like, oh my God, this is fucking amazing. And it was very much, so much about the lifestyle and the mind. And so, because I felt like there was actually root answers and there was so much good juicy information in the modules, I was like, okay, I am determined. So I fully decided I was not going to drink alcohol for the entire duration. So that was 12 weeks without alcohol. I successfully did that and I can say for sure that that is I think the longest I've ever gone without drink like since I started drinking (laughs) probably the longest I've ever gone without it which is crazy like it's 12 weeks so I was so strong I was so determined my no was so strong I was going out to like my best friend's birthdays at the pub and I was stone cold sober for the whole day the whole afternoon the whole night and I would eat the right foods and I would order something and change it around and I was also taking, I counted 52 pills a day. So it was quite full on because they were trying to eradicate the SIBO. They were trying to eradicate the candida. And I was doing like a strict diet for the candida and all of this. But it also integrated like sitting down and taking deep belly breaths before eating and not eating in front of a screen and chewing your food until it is like liquid consistency because that is all just as vital when it comes to your gut as it is with eating the right foods and taking the well, the bad ones out. So for those three months, this was literally only last year. This was leading up. I started it in September. I did it till December and I did so fucking well on it. I was so proud of myself and I did like, so my psoriasis cleared up quite well. My bloating, I didn't look as bloated as I normally did, but it was still there. Um, but there was a difference in my bloating but my acne still came and went like my acne it didn't really clear um and I was I mean trying to handle 52 supplements a day like it was before breakfast with breakfast mid-morning at lunch mid-afternoon with dinner after dinner before bed and it was everything so it was a lot and it worked in those months but then December Christmas hit and I went on a road trip with my partner and so I remember I was trying to manage 52 supplements a day on the road in a fucking rooftop tent I didn't have any pill bobs I didn't have a Webster pack I didn't have any containers so I would literally glad wrap them up individually write L for lunch or B for breakfast and try and manage that while on the road while also being out of my kitchen I can't make a smoothie I can't eat as I normally would and I was just like you know what I don't want to I'm on holidays like I don't want to do this and Christmas had hit and I'd already indulged at Christmas. I was like, I want to have a good time with my friends and family. And so 
So I pretty well just started doing my normal thing. And I tried to keep up the good habits of like eating slowly and being mindful. And I tried doing all that stuff and I really didn't drink much as much as we were traveling and on the road. I'd be having soda waters with lime. I was doing all the good things, but the program had then ended. So it's only a three month program that you're there with every other student and with the head coach. And so you have access to your dietitian that you're um, assigned throughout the program. So I can meet up with her with Zoom out of my own like out of my own pocket and pay to see her, which I did a couple of times, but it took me until literally probably April to get myself back. Like, cause I'd been on the end. The biggest thing was the cost. So <laughs> this program was like, it cost me a couple of grand. And then each time I would get supplements because it was all coming from the States where they were all situated. Shipping would cost me $90 sometimes per go. And I'd be getting 52 pills worth of supplements a day to sustain me for like three months I remember spending I think the dearest amount I paid was about $890 for one for a batch of supplements so it's like do you spend all your money and have no money to be doing all the good things for you or do you save money but in effect you have to buy cheaper food and not buy all the supplements (laughs) it's so hard anyways look Fast track to now because it took me until April to get myself semi back on trap on track. And I met up with my dietitian again and she was like, Well, it sounds like the SIBO is still pretty prominent. So I'm like, Oh my God. Here I am back to the SIBO game. And you know what? I, like I have no there, there's no happy ending here. <laughs> I've probably built this up for people for there to be like this drastic, amazing, I'm healed, but I'm not. And I thought even before I planned doing this episode, I was like, well, what's the point? Because I'm not, I'm not healed. Like I'm still, I'm, I've still got acne. I still get psoriasis. I'm still trying to figure out what works for my gut. But I feel like that's the beauty of sharing this right now because I'm still in my rawness and it is still a struggle. And I know that, I just know that for people out there, like you're not alone and it can feel so isolating, as I said in the beginning. And so I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, how much of this is a mind game? If I read Joe Dispenza and I flip my thoughts and my beliefs around, can I undo this? Can I, can I think myself out of this illness, this, this unwellness, like (laughs) it's not an illness, but it feels like an illness. And I know that like, and it is a story and I know that what you believe and what you live every day and the actions you take and how you show yourself to the world and how you speak of yourself to others and the story that you tell and the narrative that you're living like that is that's what's going to happen in your body so if I can flip my thoughts and maybe tell myself that I'm okay and forget about that this pattern of going through people and going through diets and just come back to the mind can I can I get onto the path of potentially healing but you know it's such a it's like a really hot topic so many people are very science and logical and practical based and then others are totally woo-woo and into the alternative remedies and into the mind and into the spirit and I feel like I'm a little bit of both and it's like where haven't I gone I don't want to get into that pattern again of 
Who haven't I seen yet? Who can I go see that might give me something different? It's like, oh, how do I bring this back to me and what I'm telling myself every day and maybe just trying to shift the thoughts first? And then, you know what, if I'm still stuck, maybe in six months time, in a year's time, maybe I'll venture down somewhere else. But I'm hoping that even putting this out here, I there might be someone listening that's going, oh my God, I am the same. Or, oh my God, I went through that and this was what helped. And this is what did it. And I was stuck in that pattern and I did this or I did that. Because the mental health side of it is massive. And my thoughts every second of every day are solely focused on my gut. Like literally every second of the day, I'm thinking, oh my God, I'm still bloated. I'm never going to heal. Oh my God, can I eat this? Has it got onion in it? Is it going to make me bloat even more? How come she can eat that and still have a flat tummy? Why do I have another pimple coming up on my face? When is my scalp going to stop itching and I'm going to stop flaking skin everywhere? Can I go out to that restaurant that I'm meant to be going to on the weekend? Or is there going to be no food that I can eat? Like it's, it's actually consumed by so many thoughts it, literally every second of the day. And I get stuck in that mentality that I'm never going to heal, that this is how it is, that no matter what I do, no matter how many supplements I buy, no matter how many diets I follow, no matter how many things I take out of my diet, it's just the way it is because I've gone through so much and I've journeyed for so long and I'm still sitting here with the same bloating after every single meal, kicking off from breakfast or waking up sometimes and still being bloated from the night before. And feeling like I've gotten nowhere and it sucks and I've spent so many nights just crying crying about it because it just feels like it's never going to heal and I know how that just creates (laughs) such a bigger effect on all of the symptoms it ramps everything up and and what I'm telling myself every day is just it's only adding to the problem. It's fueling the fire. And I'm so aware of that. I'm so aware that having these negative thoughts and these beliefs and living in this pattern every day is going to keep me in this pattern. And and I have fully changed, like I know that a lot of my stories I told throughout this episode involved all of my partying and involved all of the heavy drinking and involved a lot of me eating what I wanted to. But that's because I was still trying to live life at the same time. And And I've completely come out of that now. Like I hardly go out. I rarely drink. I've really, even just in this year alone, I say no to a lot because I know, I know that drinking alcohol does not help this. And I know that eating the wrong foods does not help this, but it's like you look at other people that do this all the time every weekend and there's no issues. And then that creates even more of a negative belief system within yourself because you think why can they have the best of both worlds why am I here and I have one drink and I break out the next day or I eat one terrible meal and I've got acne all over my face again or I try something new and my bloating is like a pregnant woman and it's yeah it's it's a lot mentally and so I think because I have adjusted myself to really steering away from alcohol and calming myself down and trying to meditate every morning to stimulate that vagus nerve to calm the system and be in that beautiful parasympathetic state and that rest and digest state and get out of the fight or flight and keep stress levels down it's like 
how much of this can I do before I actually have to take a look at what I'm telling myself and what my brain is believing every day and what my body is believing every day to be able to make a change. So, you know, I'm here for my fellow gut peeps and yeah, that's it. I just, (laughs) I'm still here doing my thing. I'm still here. I'm doing my bone broths. I'm trying to eat slow. I'm taking some supplements. I'm cutting out gluten, trying to cut out dairy, just the, the things that I know can cause inflammation. I am eating meat. I feel like protein and the amino acids that come from the meat are so important in building up a good gut. But I also am not against veganism, against veg, like it, whatever. The key here, <laughs> what I've learned over this time is that every body is different. Literally, what works for one person will not work for the next. It It's so, every person is so unique and so different and it all comes down to the individual. So here I am trying to figure out what might work for me and who knows, let's hope that maybe down the track I will have a spanking new episode that is like, Kelsey is healed. She did it. (laughs) She did it. But for now, I'm just here doing my thing. And um, if anyone else is out there that's similar, you're not alone because I am here. So please reach out. You know what? I'm even going to leave my little Instagram handle, which is at water.your.plants. Yes, it's water your plants because that also is a very important takeaway message from today. Don't forget to water your plants. And don't forget to water yourself. Drink that water. Drink that tea. Take care of yourself. Take care of your belly. But also know that you are not alone. (laughs) I am here. All right, friends. I'm going to leave it there. I would love to hear from anybody out there that's going through the same thing. Um, And I look forward to potentially one day in the future having a wholesome, happy, healing episode to share. But for now, I'm just going to do my thing. I'm going to sip my ginger tea that's next to me that's stone cold because I made it an hour ago. And I bid you all a very good day. (laughs) Thanks for listening and I will see you all soon.